Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host this week. On this episode, we're going to talk to Craig Williams about his recent Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Diz Unplugged Exclusive Group Vacation. That's a long name. That is a long sentence, wasn't it? Um, I'm happy to say that we are joined at, at the table by our panel of experts, agent consultant and Royal Caribbean Cruise Line expert, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client Services and Adventures by Disney Specialist, Kevin Close. Hello, everybody. Associate Producer, Craig Williams. Hello. And Traveler. Except I am the producer. He's producer. What did I say? Associate Producer. Oh, I'm so sorry. When you're at this table, you're only the Associate Producer. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Sorry. Producer, Craig Williams, my apologies. And Chief Executive Officer of Dreams Unlimited Travel, Pete Werner. Hey, everyone. And the true Associate Producer, (laughs) Rhino Clavin. Hey, Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, excited to hear about Craig's adventure. Craig and his wife, Kylie, had a chance to go on our recent Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic group. Um, for those of you who may not know, Dreams Unlimited Travel coordinates uh, several Adventures by Disney trips every year. We try to do at least one Backstage Magic. And what we have with those groups is uh, at least one member of our Diz Unplugged podcast, our Tuesday podcast, goes on those trips with our listeners and viewers. And um, all sorts of fun stuff happen, happens, cool things, surprises happen. So I'm really excited to hear about Craig's recent experience. Craig, what have you got for us? Oh, I hope something good. Uh, so this is worthwhile. Um, I am way to lower still, expectations. Yeah, going I, on. I always try to lower expectations. Uh, I'm. I feel like I'm at the point now that I can say I'm uh, not that new to Adventures by Disney anymore. This is my third adventure that I've been on. Uh, the other ones that I've been on were the Backstage Magic. Was the Backstage Magic back in 2013, uh, along with our group whenever we did the Beyond the Park series. And uh, that was a very tiring experience after being on the road for two and a half weeks before we even got to the Backstage Magic. Uh, and then I also got the chance to go to Central Europe this past summer. Uh, so, yeah, I was able to re-experience the Backstage Magic uh again this year especially at the best time of the year at christmas because um there is not a lot better in life than disneyland at christmas it is just a a really magical place and then uh to top that off the star wars premiere was happening uh right in hollywood right along the uh whatever that road's called Hollywood 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 Boulevard. Boulevard. That's a good name for it. Um, Yeah, the Star Wars premiere was taking place while we were actually staying in there for the first couple days of our trip. So it was just pretty much nonstop excitement all around. Uh, We didn't get to go to the premiere, but uh, to be down there for that moment was... It was very unique. Uh, there's I, I th- I'm sorry, Kevin. I was just going to say, for those who are listening or who haven't been to that area, what used to be known as Grauman's Chinese Theater is about a block from where the Adventures by Disney folks stay. It's now the TCL Theater. I just want to, uh, just for those who may not be familiar with what the Backstage Magic Tour is, this is actually the only Adventures by Disney Tour that actually goes to a Disney theme park anymore. And... This is basically this like this. It's supposed to be Walt's story, basically starting in Hollywood. Although the Hollywood piece doesn't really have an awful lot to do with with Walt Disney, uh, carrying on through to uh, to the Disneyland Park and a lot of special uh, experiences you have along the way. 
you get to go to uh, Jim Henson Studios, you get to go to uh, Disney Imagineering, the Walt Disney uh, Studios, the actual film film studios, and then on to Disneyland and California Adventure for some backstage experiences. So this is a unique Adventures by Disney trip in that it actually does go into does go into theme parks. So I just wanted to give that background on this. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you say it was five days too? It is five I days. It, it's five days. Uh, so the the first couple days, um, I'll just kind of go through the story because that's the easiest way for me to tell it. Uh, we did come in the day before the trip started so we could actually uh, see a little bit extra of Hollywood and uh, all of just the, the surroundings. Uh, it was... Uh, Kylie and I's first time to actually Hollywood together. We've been to Disneyland once before, but didn't really get to travel beyond. And she, I'm just going to jump in for a second. And I do a lot of the bookings for ABD, and we always suggest that if you're going to cross a time zone, go in a day early. Yeah. It allows you time to acclimate to the time zone that your adventure starts in, so you're ready to go when the adventure starts. Yeah, exactly. And actually, it ended up being a blessing that we got in the day early because I. The morning that we were leaving to go to the airport, I woke up with a massive fever uh, to the point that I probably shouldn't have been flying at all. Um, so having that first day to just be able to kind of relax and I, I still wasn't good going into the actual real first day of the trip. Um, I might have been far worse had I been at home, but I felt like being able to get out there and then uh, have that fresh smog going into my lungs and just the whole uh, California lifestyle, I was able to recover a lot quicker. Um, but no, we got in and uh, we, we were able to explore a little bit, do Universal Hollywood because um, she, Kylie, my wife, uh, works at Universal Orlando. So it was nice to be able to finally show her uh, her original park. Tell us a little bit about getting from Hollywood to Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, so there are multiple ways to actually get there. Um, we chose to do Uber just because the the one nice part about Uber in Los Angeles is that you can get a car so quickly yeah. because there's so many of them just circling around like vultures. Uh, however, we also... <laughs> There, there's also a ton of cabs, just a little bit more expensive. And then there's actually a train that will run out to Universal Hollywood. And I believe one other person on our trip went out to Universal Hollywood, and I believe she took the train. We've taken the subway. It's, the subway, it, yeah. Yeah, right by where the hotel is there off of Hollywood Boulevard. Mm -hmm. There's the station. You go down. It's a quick drive up. And then where you get off, there's actually a bus stop. And you get on the bus and it takes you right into the park. Very simple, simple to do. I know this is minutiae, but how much was your Uber? Our Uber, I want to say on the way there, it was $6. And then on the way back, it was right at rush hour. So it was closer to 8 So it was probably but pricing. That's so that's nothing. excellent, right? Yeah. So super easy. Walk out of your hotel, call an Uber. Six bucks, you're at Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah, it was. Such a great location. It was so convenient. And uh, for anyone who's never been to Universal Hollywood, I do recommend it as something to do on that first day. Um, it's completely different from Universal Orlando, but it's still, uh, right now it's a construction nightmare. But come April, with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter opening up there, it's going to be uh, quite the experience. And, you know, it's still, it's the only theme park in an actual real working studio. So, 
uh, it's just it's always nice going out there. Um, the other thing we wanted to accomplish was actually the the farmers market because I had never been there. Kylie had never been there. Um, Due to some circumstances, that actually ended up becoming a part of our trip, though. Let uh, me just jump in there. That's not yes. usually a part of the backstage exactly. magic. But because of the uh, Star Wars premiere, the area around the hotel, almost everything was blocked off. So things that would have happened around there, like a trip to the ice cream shop or a movie at El Capitan, was out of the question. So they offered the opportunity for everybody on the adventure to visit the, the farmer's market just to get them out of that area. Exactly, yeah. So uh, I guess flashing forward to the actual start of the trip, uh, it starts as every ABD does with your welcome dinner where you get to hang out and uh, have a meal and start to get to know your fellow adventurers. And uh, to be the sole representative of dreams on this trip was a little bit nerve wracking um, because I want people to like me and have a good time. Uh, (laughs) But you know what? I have to say our group... Not that the other groups that come on weren't incredible, but this was an amazing group. Uh, I feel like we all connected basically within a half an hour of being in the same room with this each is really, other. This is really true of every group we've been on. It's amazing how the folks come together. They know us from the show. They I would go us. back and say every one of the Diz exclusive right, groups that, that we meant go to on. Say, right? Our Diz Unplugged, Dreams Unlimited Travel exclusive groups, they know us, they watch the show, so they feel they have a connection to us already, but they also have an innate connection together because they're all Uber Disney fans. They're all excited about this trip. So there's not that, oh my God, there's someone's here's weird and I don't want to sit with so-and-so and I have to get to know this family. Everybody connects right off the bat. Yeah, it's nice that everyone has something in common. And then it for me, I, I am actually a bit apprehensive about going up to people and actually speaking to them. Uh, so the fact that they were able to come up to me really <laughs> helped out quite a bit. Um, but yeah, again, I can't say enough good things about everyone that I got to meet on the trip. You know, I, I know I've made friends in the long run because of of this one. But after the welcome dinner, uh, we were treated to a movie. Um, I guess I should mention the fact that we had Dean and Summer Rose as our guides on this trip oh, too. I've had Dean um, before. Yeah, D- I've had Dean literally now all three of my ABDs because he was also. <laughs> That's unusual. In, it's it's very unusual. Um, but yeah, I also had him in Central Europe because he was over there oh, for a while funny. doing that itinerary. So, and he was the first guy that I had the first time around. My first time was Summer Rose, and she was so on the ball with but everything. She's great. Yeah, um, I just my mind was blown by watching her work. Not not that there's anything wrong with Dean. There's not. You really you really don't come across any bad ABD yeah. guides. I haven't anyway. There's just different levels either. of great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she was definitely the most organized, mm-hmm. and you know she. It, it was like she was military style <laughs> almost in a way, and you know as we know with Disney that helps with the whole planning, especially in this trip where there was a lot of stuff happening in that general area. So we were treated to uh, the good dinosaur over at the El Capitan, my first movie at the El Cap, and again one of those things I've always kind of wanted to do it, uh, just because of the organ that they have in that theater and the pre-shows they do. And this was just mind-blowing. It is an older theater, but at the same time, you can't beat seeing a Disney movie in there. Um, 
with the exception of possibly seeing Star Wars in there that night, I don't think I could have wanted to see a movie anywhere else at that point in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, they you end that night kind of early because then the next morning you're up bright and early to go to Jim Henson Studios, at least for our uh, our trip. And this was, again, not to ABD's fault, but because of the premiere happening on our uh, on that Monday where that started, our bus was like an hour late getting to the hotel because they were caught up in traffic. And But again, our group was just so awesome that no one really uh no one really had any problems with it we just all hung out in the lobby longer and got to know each other more and you know you can't as great as it would have been to get that quick start to go to jim henson we all got closer because of it so and some things are just unavoidable exactly some things are um jim henson studios is uh, it has a ton of history in Hollywood because it's the original Charlie Chaplin studio, and um, it actually does fit into the story because Walt Disney did visit the Charlie Chaplin studio at one point in time. But uh, you know, it's gone through changes throughout the year, and now it is Jim Henson Company. They don't own the Muppets anymore, so there's not a, a heavy amount of Muppet stuff here. Obviously, they wanna they wanna treasure their past. Um, by still keeping some of the stuff around, references to Kermit and all the gang. But uh, overall, this is one of my favorite parts of the trip, um, just because I'm I'm a massive Muppets fan, and you know, just just to know that uh, to see some of the props that you do get to see in there, like the Skeksis from Dark Crystal. Uh, hopefully, one day they put in a tribute to David Bowie in there. Now, I just have to say while Craig's talking that these are things he got to see that doesn't necessarily mean that every trip gets to see that because every once in a while they have to change it up so anything he mentions during this this was what was seen on this trip hopefully you would get to see the same thing but and there are certain surprises that Craig will not be uh, divulging because yes. uh, we try and stick to a policy of uh not spoiling the magic. Of yeah, because there's, there's some, some things, cool things that, that make that you just make your mouth drop open and you stare there and wonder. Well, especially on our trips, the ones that are disc exclusives, they do a lot of things on these trips that they do not do on the normal backstage magic trips. It's true. Yeah. And so there are perks to doing this with uh, with dreams. Oh, exactly. And I'll even from the start at Henson we did stuff differently from whenever we did our original trip. So it was nice for me, even though it was only my second time that I already got a little bit of that, that different side to it on the second day. I know, uh, we had, uh, Frank and Kathy on the, uh, the trip and this was their fourth time doing backstage magic. And so for me, I was kind of getting nervous talking to them like, Oh, I hope you're not getting bored at this point with everything. And they, flat out said that they got to experience things that they never saw in their three previous trips yeah. before too. So yeah, I guess that was up. the point I was still leading up to. It changes all the time. Exactly. The bones are the same, but, but I'm going to tell you something now I've, I've done that trip. What? Nine times, eight times, never gets old. Yeah. Never. If you're a Disney fan, this is the ultimate experience for you. This trip. I'm just going to plug something while we're here. If you'd like to travel with us October 23rd through 28th, 
We're going on a backstage magic. The Diz is doing another one this year. This year, October 23rd to the 28th, 2016. I was going to mention that at the end, but that's great. You can again. <laughs> All right. Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. I apologize. Go ahead. Can you use the same voice that he just used when you're announcing it? I can. That hushed sort of yeah. urgency. Yep. Um, one of the things about the Henson visit is that for some people, this is the highlight. Yeah. We have people on our on trips who have cried yep. and broken down in tears because they got to, to be at the Henson Studios. This is a big deal for a Disney fan. Yeah. And for other people, fan. it's also, it was A&M Records. Exactly. And that's where We Are the World was filmed. Yeah. And for me, it's, I, I look at it from two aspects that are cool, is that they filmed parts of the, the 2011 Jason Siegel Muppets here as the old Muppet <laughs> studio, as well as then uh, I was a huge fan of the sci-fi creature shop uh, challenge that they did on the lot. So. <laughs> If you watch that show, every once in a while they'll do an aerial shot and you get to see pretty much the whole compound. Yeah. It's very cool. We had taken a trip. We were on a backstage magic when they were filming that. And we didn't know that's what was going on. And we saw those guys in those costumes <laughs> so out in the cool. courtyard and all of a sudden it was on TV. I have to tell you a funny story. We were there in July when we did our combined San Francisco backstage magic trip. And... I, my eyes don't adjust to the dark and the light so quickly. Yeah. So I sit on that bench under that beautiful Jen Henson sign. And as our group split up into groups, what my friend Val was sitting next to us, they would each go into a different doorway. And as they would shut the doors, Brian Henson would walk through the lot. <sighs> and they, I, they came out and we said, oh, my gosh, we got to see and talk to Brian Henson. And they're like, you did not. Yes, we did, I swear. We did got to see him. So they went in different rooms because they went in the, you know, they switched. As they shut the door, there he did. He walked right back through the lobby or through the lot again. It, it got to the point where it was, I think he was waiting for you all to disappear. And he would walk, he walked through like four or five times. Oh, my God. Sorry, no, go ahead. I, that's a great story. I um... <laughs> <laughs> Should I tell it at dinner parties? Thank you. I'm sorry if that came off snarky. No, that's, the thing is he does tell it, does he? It's, that's an absolute great story. My favorite part of Henson Studio at the end of the day is that they actually now have merchandise. Thanks to Kevin. Hope Kevin, yeah. Um, Thanks to Kevin complaining. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, I went in there and I just needed to have something that had Henson all over it. And uh, so from Jim Henson Studio, then you go to lunch at the Tam O'Shanter, uh, which great restaurant is. Yeah, it was actually it, it was on par with the food this time. It was really excellent. Um, I, our group seemed to all enjoy it. Uh, the Tam meant a little more to me now because the in the last season of Mad Men, they actually filmed a scene inside there too. So uh, the last uh, the last episode of The Office, yes. I believe, was filmed there also. Yeah, uh, how many they times had did a I say bachelor also? party in there for Dwight? And I have no idea what that means. It's, it's fine, uh, but yeah. So <laughs> since since the first time I've been there, they filmed a couple movies and uh, or sorry, TV shows in there. So uh, it makes that. Uh, that experience better. And of course the Tam O'Shanter is a favorite, was a favorite hangout of Walt and some of the Imagineers. And so they would eat at a specific booth there. So it's cool to get in and be able to get a picture with the booth. And, uh, since, since, uh, the, they did the whole Optimus project with Tomorrowland, they added a couple little neat things that go along with that, um, that are, you know, they're, they're cool to see if you're a fan of the movie. If not, then just... You always have to keep your eyes open in there. Yeah. Because it's still a very popular restaurant. And it's right... Because of its location, it's very easy access to the studios. We were in there one day and Dick Van Dyke was yeah. dining. Yeah. 
And they still tell that story. Sure. <laughs> well, one of the ABD guides, uh, a lot of times the ABD guides on this trip are from guest services, VIP guest services at Disneyland. And one of our guides, Michael, was the VIP guide who handled Dick Van Dyke whenever he was in the park. Michael saw him having lunch, so he was able to approach him because Dick Van Dyke knows who he is. And he asked him if he would mind coming back and just saying hello to our group. And Dick Van Dyke walked in the room and all of us plotzed. I mean, it was just... A room full of real diehard Disney fans and you dragged Dick Van Dyke into the room? It was amazing. And we didn't tackle him. Really? Right. That's <laughs> what was amazing. He actually got out unscathed. I would have freaked out. Um, we all did. Yeah, we just kept it inside. <laughs> I, got a, I got a mini freak out on this trip, but we'll get there. Um, before 5 o'clock? Before 5 o'clock. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, so then we we went to uh, Walt's Barn in the Carrollwood uh, Pacific area, too, which is just really neat. Um, it was extremely freezing at this point in the day, though, uh, being in December, and we actually went through a little bit of a chilly spell. So um, a lot of this section was outdoors, and it was I think it was in the mid forties for that. So it was it was quite freezing. Did they talk but, faster? <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was a lot quicker than uh, my previous time out there. But um, there was actually there was more people working there that this uh, experience. So uh, and different ones. So we got some different stories and uh, and a little bit more viewpoints on uh, some of the history of transportation with and Walt Disney's obsession with it too. So. Uh, uh, yeah, you, it's hard to not walk away from this and at least appreciate one or two aspects of it. Um, I believe after this, typically the night would be on your own or they would offer a movie or something like that. But uh, because of the premiere happening while we were back at our hotel, uh, they did take us to the farmer's market, as I said. And by this point, it was in the 30s. So it was absolutely freezing. Um, but the farmer's market... I will definitely try to get there on every trip from now on. I didn't know what it was going oh, it's to fantastic. be like at all. It was the coolest thing. Um, it's our favorite spot in Los we Angeles. We say farmer's market, and I think people go, oh, yeah, great, that sounds great. Really. No, it's really cool. It's an institution. But when you see it, it's incredible. Lucy and Ricky went to the farmer's market when they went to Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, I... I was just going through there trying. I wanted to stop at every single place to get food, and Kylie wouldn't let me. So eventually, I found an out an outdoor bar with heaters, uh, thanks to Frank's uh, recommendations on where to find it. And then I was able to just sit there and drink in the warmth. Your mom <laughs> and John alcohol. and I have been at the farmers market when it was so cold. All we did was go from those heaters to those heaters and wait for a taxi to take us back to the hotel because we were freezing. Yeah, no, this it was. It was really special, especially at night with all the Christmas decorations. I like seeing it. I don't think we've ever been there at Christmas um, time. That's really cool. It was it was beautiful. It was stunning. So I will definitely be going back there, and I'm glad that ABD was able to accommodate uh, getting us over there. Um, 
if on your free night you want to go to the farmer's market, you can call an Uber, and it's anywhere between 15 and $20 yeah. to get you there, yeah. and then 15 and $20 to get you back. This is also an easy cab ride. Cabs are available at the hotel. Right. Cabs are available at the farmer's market. So if you're not Uber savvy, you can yeah. just get a cab over. Yeah, so th- that was the Monday of the trip. The next day, Tuesday, is... Uh, Before is, you go on, I just want to let sorry. people know. The farmer's market, if you've ever watched TMZ, the farmer's market is attached to the Grove the Grove is an outdoor yeah. shopping area, and when you watch TMZ, everybody eventually shows up at the Grove. So it's a great pay- place to go people watch. Yeah. Uh, so that was Monday. Tuesday is the long day of the trip. Um, it starts off, well, I guess it can change because this trip was the flip side of what it was the last time I was there. You either go to the studios or Imagineering, but you do both of those um, before then uh, transferring to Disneyland and sitting in traffic for three hours on the way to actually get there. I think they have chosen to switch it. Did you go to the studios first? We went to the studios first today before we went to Imagineering first. I think they've changed that. They find that people want to spend more time in Mickey's of Glendale. They used to do yeah. the um, the Imagineering and Mickey's of Glendale first. And right, Mickey's, just so studio. people understand, Mickey's of Glendale is the store on the campus of Walt Disney Imagineering, and they sell a lot of things there you can't get anywhere else. It's specifically for Walt Disney Imagineering. Cast members and Imagineers. So what's happened is they've switched it to leave a little more time at Imagineering. And I preferred it this way. It, I absolutely it felt, agree. It, the day felt like it actually had more of a flow to it because of it. Um, starting off at the Disney Studios, it was kind of in a it was there was a hubbub because they were doing a screening for the force awakens because this was still days before the movie came out um so a bunch of cast members were getting the chance to to get to see the movie early and also um so we were standing out front of the animation building and uh we were dean and summer rose were kind of giving the whole history of the animation building and all, all of that spiel and um you know they told us if we see celebrities on there be respectful don't take any pictures stuff like that so we're all standing there and all of a sudden these two little blonde kids just come sprinting out of the animation door and we kind of found that odd that just kids running around like that i've never seen it before at anywhere like that and then Next, this beautiful lady comes walking out, and then following her was this giant, tall redhead that was Conan O'Brien, and he just stopped, and he's like, whoa, tour group, and so obviously, you know, he he turned on right away, and he started shaking hands. He even said, like, oh, who's going to get their camera out? Get a picture. Get a picture, and, you know, we're all, we're all holding back, not doing anything, but then the part that makes me super jealous is... He was he walked past the group after shaking hands with a couple people, and then Kylie kind of squealed after he went past. So he turned around, opened up his arms, kind of did like a Fonzie A, and then came up and gave her a big hug, and then turned around and walked into the screen. You're jealous that you didn't get a hug? I'm yeah, actually, actually I am. Uh, it's from one from one ginger to another. Uh, and Conan's my favorite late night talk show host. I've watched him since I was a kid. Probably shouldn't have been able to watch him uh, whenever I was staying up late on Friday nights and stuff. It was, 
it, it was like one of the only times that I've seen a celebrity that I really had a, a freak out. That's a great story. probably the biggest one. Um, <laughs> it is a great story. Like, I watched him when he was growing up. <laughs> it's a great story. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to watch Conan. <laughs> Explains so much. Yeah. It does. Um, yeah. You weren't a Carson <laughs> Oh my god! All right, it's all falling apart. Let's get it back is. on track. Um, well, so studios, I don't. We didn't get to do uh, the tour through uh, Walt's redesigned apartment. They kind of put out in a press release that that was going to start being an experience for people on uh, the ABD D twenty three members, cast members. Uh, apparently, they put out the press release before it was actually ready. So we were not the first Diz group to get in and see that. So uh, the next one, the one in October, they'll be the first of the Dizzers to get in and actually see uh, Walt's apart or Walt's uh, office. Um, but other than that, that's kind of it for the studios. So you go to the archives. To, you do go into the archives. Um, in Legends Plaza. Yes, yes. Which uh, Summer Rose uh, desecrated the. The Walt Disney partner statue there. By, I am surprised she did that, honestly. It was great. So she put the Adventures by Disney paddle that they hold up walking with the tour group in Walt's hands. Um, which was, it, it made for a nice little photo op there. Um, this is a picture of Summer Rose's last day on the job. <laughs> uh, but then, so from there, you kind of make your full lap around. Uh, one of the, the best things about this day, though, I talked about it real briefly on Connecting with Walt. And I'll mention it here. We were at the Walt Disney Studios on December 15th. And uh, for those of you out there that don't know that, that was the day that Walt passed away. And he passed away in St. John's, which if you are looking at this picture, that's the hospital that overlooks the studio. And um, Michael told me this. I didn't know it either. But apparently Walt's hospital room was actually in one of the windows overlooking the studio so he could still see. So it was kind of surreal to be there on the, I think it was 49th anniversary since his death. Mm -hmm. Legend has it that he um, didn't like hospital food. So he would walk across the street and eat in his commissary and walk back. No, it was. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the story. I feel like it's true. I believe that story. So, uh, yeah, from there, then we went to Imagineering, which can't really say much about that. Nope. That's where the secrets much. come in. So many secrets. All I can tell there. you is that for the vast majority of people who book this trip, yeah. this is. It's a turning point. This is the highlight of the whole trip. And I want to say for as many trips as we've been on, it always gets better. The things we see are better. And there's improvements to the things we say every time. It's like I'm always chopping at the bit. To go I have seen ideas. some of the most amazing yeah. things I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, agree. No, the, it was. And this is coming from people who've seen a lot. Right. Um, you know, we're not exactly uh, uh, jaw-dropping, tear-inducing things that make you stand there and think, "Never in my life did I imagine I was going to be this close to this." Yeah. And almost the best part of it is seeing other people's reactions in your oh, absolutely. There are some things that occur that, you know, occur every time, and we take a step back just to see how other people will react to it. We think it's incredible. Yeah, when we did this tour last year, I saw a grown man cry at what was seen in there. It was my husband. Yeah, Chris, I, <laughs> <laughs> he did cry. Call yep, him out. I did. Um, 
How'd your group do at Mickey's of Glendale? Did they go nuts? Uh, we, I think we put a pretty big dent. So we awesome. were, I want to say we were between 15 and 30 minutes past the bus departure time. That's so, why they've switched it. Yeah. It's always like those beetles that they love to let over the animal bones. Yeah. And then they back off and the bones are clean. And it uh, was, the store was fully stocked because of Christmas and Imagineering oh, employees <laughs> wanting to buy presents. So there was tons of stuff. Oh, that's in there. awesome. Um, so from there, you finally head to Disneyland Resort, and you're going through rush hour traffic, so it always takes a long time, no matter what. I will say this. The one thing about that is you're so exhausted by the end of this day. Were you going to say that? You just get to sleep and relax right. on the bus. It's the nap you need. It's yeah. almost a welcome break to say, okay, I can This day is so packed with it. highlights, and it starts early, so it's so packed with excitement and highlights that... I don't think I've ever done the trip where I didn't fall asleep. Yeah. No, it was it was the perfect nap, uh, especially because you want to get to Disneyland and start. You know, you want to hit some attractions uh, and really get going. Uh, while you're at Disneyland, you stay at the the Grand Californian, uh, which is again at Christmas time. It's my first time experiencing it then, and just stunning. I would I love Wilderness Lodge at Christmas out at Disney World, but I would say Grand Californian is even store. better. At Christmas, than Wilderness Lodges at Christmas. It's gorgeous. Uh, between the tree, the yeah. the thick is a fist hot cocoa that they serve down in the lobby, and <laughs> <laughs> I've never. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> I just made that phrase up. <laughs> thick as a fist. Oh, that's gonna catch on. I know. Feel like right here will. in this room. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, before, in the past, the the dinner that night would be at Big Thunder Ranch. Uh, that changed up for our itinerary and now for the future because Big Thunder Ranch is no longer open. I am so not going to miss that. <laughs> no, me either. The picnic tables and the eating out of buckets. That was, was the not worst part of the and whole trip for me. Instead, we got to eat at Steakhouse 55 and uh, they kind of quickened up the meal for us a little bit, but at the same time, we could all sit and relax. And Now, I do want you to know that it was at my request. Yes. One of the things I hear over and over again is people want to get off that bus and they want to go into the park and dinner is involved. So I said to them, we need to stop with the pomp and circumstance. We need to feed right. them. Get them there again. Get Throw get the out. food on the table and let them go. This was a good one because it also included eight ounce filet mignon and all the wine mm. you could drink. So it was very relaxing getting in there. I probably could have just sat there all night instead of going into the park. I bet there were people um, who were itching though. Yes, there there was a lot, uh, especially because right now they they're running Hyperspace Mountain, the Star Wars overlay of Space Mountain, and basically everyone wanted to rush in there and use their uh, fast passes that ABD is gracious enough to give you. Uh, and they also that night they offer uh, reserved seating for Fantasmic, which a lot of our group didn't take it, but which surprised me considering Fantasmic's also going down because of the Rivers of America closing uh, and won't be back up till next year. But the little bit of us that uh, that were there watching, we all loved it, and we had a first-timer in our group watching, two first-timers in our group watching Fantasmic, and of course Disneyland's Fantasmic is so great. As soon as that dragon comes out and Peter Pan's on the sailing ship Columbia, it just, it, it was a great experience. Um, Next day is Disneyland Day. We were up early. Um, our group, the as Kevin said, experiences change based on what's happening. Uh, and this, because we were there over uh, the Christmas period, um, 
Haunted Mansion holiday was all set up. So we actually, our activity in the morning was we got to speak to one of the guys who is in charge of Haunted Mansion holiday and the setup. And he's done so many other, uh, all the overlays because the overlays are done by entertainment, actually, not Imagineering. So it was just fascinating. Now, I just want to say that that's one of the things they usually add for us that we can talk about. Yeah. Something like that. In the past, we've had an Imagineer who worked on the rehab of um, the Matterhorn. Yeah. So, I mean, this is one of the, oh, somebody, uh, one of the Imagineers who uh, was involved in adding the Hatbox Ghost to the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. These are some of the people they bring out for our group. Yeah, and he was... So incredible. Um, one of the greatest parts of the Adventures by Disney trip in the Disneyland portion is that you get to basically be in the park before no one else is there except for cast members and take some some pictures. And so we thought he would just kind of go about his day after he was done giving his whole spiel out there. He literally walked with us to the front of Sleeping Beauty Castle and kept answering questions as we went along for anyone uh, who had them, which was just fascinating because we picked his brain and we probably would have kept him there for another half an hour. And awesome. I think he would have actually stayed there too. Um, but yeah, the, it's, it's one of the greatest parts being there in the morning for that. Uh, you get to have breakfast at uh, Plaza Inn, which the food is usually hit or miss there, but we talk mostly so, miss. We talk so much about character interactions at Disneyland compared to Disney World, Plaza Inn is the shining example of characters going crazy and I just agree. entertaining mm -hmm. you. Um, and Agreed. in our case, if you're watching this, you'll see a picture, but there's Dale um, standing around our table, I guess. Um, one he of the has things. nothing better to do. Well, he's a lawyer, okay. is what he is. So on the. Can Still I talk about the gift that they give you on the December one? You got something special because of the holiday? Yes. Yeah, I think you Okay. Uh, normally, it's you have to get a ticket on the weekends, and there's a certain amount for the Disneyland candy canes that they hand make. Um, I, I just need to stress what Craig is saying. People line up hours early in the morning to procure one of these candy canes, and there are a very limited number of them yeah. available. They gave us each one in our group, which was incredible. So we get to Plaza, and Dale starts going insane and grabbing people's candy canes, and he broke at least two or three while we <laughs> yeah. were there. Oh, I know he broke. Oh, which, I know he broke Frank's. <laughs> yeah, he broke Frank's, and that's what that yeah. picture is. Then he gave the candy cane a funeral and put flowers all around the table, and oh. it, the characters were on like. Full crazy. This mode. is why um, you need pest control. It, I, I've never <laughs> seen anything like it, though. Uh, I think Dale and Captain Hook were then fake like lightsaber fighting <laughs> in the restaurant too. Tigger was just outside banging on the window, not talking to. This anyone. was the one when we were out there for the Beyond the Parks where we saw R R Rafiki got into someone's uh, wheelchair. wheelchair. He was just hanging out in it. It was hilarious. Uh, this ended up becoming a highlight of the trip for a lot of us, just because it was it was almost hard to eat because you were just constantly laughing at what the characters were doing next. Uh, so the rest of the day at D 
Disneyland is filled with a bunch of experiences. Um, backstage experiences. Backstage experiences. Uh, the cool. backstage experience that we got here was unique and new for me. So it was nice to to have that. Um, and we can't speak specifically of what happens, but usually they change it up and they try to do something just so that they keep it fresh for everybody. And also depends on what's happening yeah. the season. So one of the most, can we talk about like one of the most touching moments? I forget about what we're not supposed to as talk about. As long as we couch it in the fact that this could or could not happen, we've had we've been there when it didn't happen. Okay. So do you know what he's going to say? I do. I'm guessing you saw ahead. I did. Yeah, and I know what you're going to talk about um, anyway. So yeah, go ahead and talk about. I it. I can talk about it. Okay, so uh, before you used to go, you get to get into uh, Walt's apartment above the train or above the fire station as part of the walk in Walt's footstep uh, tour, but they no longer continued that so the only way you can get up there now is a part of adventures by disney and uh so we obviously they had it open so we're we were allowed to go up there and kind of hear a little bit about the the history of it from summer rose who is so incredibly passionate about walt's apartment um it it was incredible hearing her it's hard not to be while you're in there yeah oh no and uh it, it was just you know, the first time I was up there, it was, it was great. This time, for some reason, it was even more emotional, even better. I don't I know. I do why. have to say that Walt's apartment, for the most part, is not handicapped accessible. Yeah. They tried. They had a lift for a while that didn't seem to work very well. So, if you're going on this trip, this is not scooter or wheelchair accessible. Yes. So. We had a couple other unique experiences throughout the day, and then uh, we actually got reserved. We got reserved viewing areas for not only the Christmas parade, but then also Paint the Night and uh, the Disneyland Forever fireworks. So that uh, that's it's a great touch that you don't have to worry about because uh, since I've been there for the 60th anniversary stuff, it's never not packed to try to get a look at Paint the Night and they get Disneyland great Forever. spots. They get prime spots. They usually have seats, so they have benches set up for you guys. Uh, we didn't have that. We uh, had standing room only, but they gave us a cool little gift. Um, it was, since it was so cold there, they gave us hot chocolate and BB-8 sippers cups. Oh, so wow. That was, that was a nice That's little nice. gift. Um, and so that is the Disneyland day. Then the final day of the trip is your Grand Californian Day. Uh, this day was vastly different than California Adventure. California Adventure sorry. Uh, this part of the trip was vastly different than my first experience there. I don't with the exception of one part of it everything was a brand new experience mm -hmm. for me. Um, we got to do a uh, the normally on a typical day they offer a tour of the Carthay Circle restaurant that's about a 15 minute long tour and you just you get to hear some of the stories some of the details we got to do an extended version of that with their expert and um that also led into being able to see the inside of 1901 which just i, I didn't think i'd ever get in there so see Walt shadow i did see Walt shadow the the creepy shadows of walt disney that passed by on the wall wants it um yeah, that, oh my God. I, I think everyone was just stunned walking through there. Um, my favorite picture of Walt Disney 
is on that wall of the bar. On the, if you're looking at this picture, it's on the right-hand side. You can only see the edge of the picture. Yeah. It's the best picture of Walt Disney I've ever seen. Yeah, and I know that for the Carthay Circle portion, I know you can do the history tour. And after hearing the extended one, I highly recommend even going for the regular one, something I've never been able to do. Because that the restaurant just has so many little unique things in it that you wouldn't know unless you really do have someone talking to you about it. But with ABD, if you have the chance of getting that extended one, it's definitely a highlight. Um, you get to do some cool backstage experiences, some awesome things. Yes, ours was a little bit disrupted oh. um, just because of some some uh, special Florida, or not Florida, California health and safety inspections were happening. Oh, wow. So sorry. ours was uh, a little bit disrupted in that manner. Um, but as they did a couple times during the trip, because things went wrong, they made up for it by buying us drinks, which a lot of our group seemed to enjoy. Yeah, uh, knowing the people on your, your group, but yeah, the drinks went over. They, well. <laughs> yeah, they, they appreciated the drinks a lot. Um, and ABD was great. They had us set up that night to only watch one of the World of Colors because it was Christmas. They were doing Winter Dreams and Celebrate, two different shows. Uh, they didn't expect that we'd want to watch both shows, <laughs> just one of them. Uh, so they ended up getting us reserved seating for That's both awesome. of them. And yeah, it was, you know, again, it was cold. It's very cold watching World of Color in the winter. Um, from a reserve spot. But from a reserve spot, right. you you couldn't beat that area. It was it was so spectacular. It's the best best way to end the night. And then the next morning you have your farewell di- farewell breakfast at um, in the Grand Californian at the buffet with the characters. And uh, it, it, for our trip, it wasn't so sad because basically, I want to say 75% of the group was sticking around for at least a day or two. Well, so. the, uh, we have smart travelers. The reason a lot of people spend an extra night in Disney is, first of all, because they get to spend yeah. an extra night at Disneyland. But your Adventures by Disney ticket is good yeah. for that day. You have a full admission day, a full park hopper for your farewell breakfast. So once you're done with breakfast, the day is yours. A lot of people will book an extra night just to get full use out of that yeah. ticket. And a lot of our group did that. And so... Uh, we got to hunt, hang out throughout the day. Uh, I I surprised Kylie with Club 33 reservations that day um, that the trip ended, but she got violently ill while we were sitting in Club 33. And so we. She's we allergic up, to fun. She must be. <laughs> uh, so we ended up spending most of our day. We transferred from Grand, Grand Californian to Disneyland Hotel. Uh, and I have to mention with that, too. Uh, I know this is, doesn't happen all the time, so you can't say it, but typically with the transfers that are included in your trip, uh, you know, it's it's good as long as you're going, if you book your pre and post through ABD, correct, Kevin? ABD has become much more lenient about their arrival and their departure yeah. transfers. I'm not going to go into all of the details. I want you to continue finish up your story. But if you're unsure of your transfers, and you're booked through Dreams Unlimited Travel and myself, just let me know and we'll work it out. Exactly. So on the way in, I, Kylie and I kind of blanked. I knew there, there was transfers involved, but I, since we were staying at Disneyland for the last Disneyland hotel for the last part of our day, I didn't know if transfers were still going to work. So we kind of got off the plane and we we're figuring, well, we'll figure it out once we get down there if we don't see someone holding a placard with our name on it. And we saw it. And so that was nice and easy. And, you know, riding in a town car too, that was so incredibly comfortable it it felt like first class luxury getting to our hotel and then 
Uh, we told Summer Rose that we are transferring from Disneyland Hotel. She had us for a post night at Grand Californian. Uh, so I wasn't expecting to have a car on the way back to the airport, but she said, it's no problem. I'll take care of it. And uh, so we were able to still have our transportation from Disneyland Hotel to the airport, which was just, you know, at that point in the trip, you're just freaking beat and exhausted. And there was nothing nicer than to not have to worry about waiting for a bus or anything just call you when you get there and then have a nice ride to the airport and go home awesome 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 i'm glad you guys had a good time kevin one more time give a plug for our october trip october 23rd through october 28th the diz is going back to a backstage magic kevin at dreams unlimited travel and i got nothing but raves from people about Ky- Craig and Kylie. I and I t- treat these trips as they're my babies. So thank you. Yes, thank oh, you. You're thank welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. All right. So we like to end every one of our shows with what we're calling our agent spotlight. This week we are going to uh, highlight Christy Bennett. Chrissy was born and raised in Bel Air, Maryland, and now lives in Vero Beach, Florida, right across from Disney's Vero Beach Resort. Chrissy has sailed 21 times on Disney Cruise Line, with her favorite being the Panama Canal Cruise. Uh, She stayed at every Disney resort and usually goes to Walt Disney World twice a month. She used to be a Disney cast member and was part of the Animal Kingdom opening team. Chrissy specializes in Walt Disney World vacations, Disney Cruise Line vacations, Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, and Universal Orlando vacations as well. If you're interested in any one of those vacations or trips, please send an email to Christy. Kate. We have a very good-looking group. Yes, I only hire pretty people. <laughs> Sorry <don't>. about that. <laughs> oh, you don't. That's look, sad. I mean, look over, well, yeah, I mean, oh, look man. at this. Christy. Right back that going. K-R-I- S-T-I-E at Dreams Unlimited Travel. All right, that'll do it for our show. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, Craig, for your very in-depth report of our Adventures by Disney trip. Um, Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.